Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Shalom Bayesh Shir number three. Any questions, feedback, comments, suggestions, feel free to email shalombayas77 at gmail.com. Before we start the shear, I just want to point out, um, people have been asking Rav Aaron about the hashkafas of the shear, what is it based on, and what it's about. In regards to myself, feel free to reach out to Rav Aaron, a little bit more about me, but I'll just summarize a little bit here, is that my background is from Taravadas. I was I learned there in Mesifta, in the base Medrash years, a lot of the Shalom Bayez hashkafas that... Um, that I absorbed came during those years uh, listening to Rav Pam, not just in his Chayasar Shiorim, but in other Shiorim as well. Also attended very often Rav Vigdam Miller's Shiorim, which a lot of them were based on marriage, which also left a profound um, impression on me. And that's when I started to be very interested in the subject. And the main reason why these Shiorim are happening and why um, I felt it was very important is not that I'm Roy or Kedai, and the truth is, is I am not Mechadish anything here. I'm merely a Malakit, meaning I'm gathering from these sources and uh, bringing them to you um, for the simple reason is that, unfortunately, and I've seen this often, that Kenai Nahar Baruch Hashem, we have wonderful Rabbonim, many of them are so busy, and very often, there's many, many couples that they don't have who to turn to or are uncomfortable talking about certain things. And there's certain items, I would say, probably 80% or more of what we are discussing in the Shiurim that are common sense, basic yesidus, that just internalizing them and learning them and practicing them could enhance Shalom bias into a tremendous, great degree. We'll talk more about this, Bezaz Hashem. Any questions, I'll be happy to clarify for you and to explain um, as we go along. In any case, let me start off right over here. We have a medrash um, that's brought down as follows, that there was a story in a place called Tzidon where a man married a, a, a woman. They did not have children for 10 years. And they went to Roshem Bar Yechoi because they wanted to get divorced because he uh, did not have children from her. In those days, that was the custom. And um, so the man told the woman right before this was going to happen, take any article you want from my house as a token of gratitude, of a karsatayv to you, and then go live with your parents. And Roshem Bar Yechoi said, before we start over here, Roshim Echoy said, just like you were married with a Suda, you had a big Mishta for the Suda, so too, when you separate, I want you to separate with a Suda's Mishta, with a feast. And that's what happened. So they had a feast. And what happened? The wife went and made a big party, a big feast, gave her husband lots of wine to drink. He became inebriated and he fell asleep. She told her, her servants, take him to my parents' house. And what happened was, in the middle of the night, they carried the husband to her parents' house. He woke up there, and he said, what am I doing here? And the wife answered, did you not say that any article that I have in my home you can take to my parents' house? So I took you, because I have no other article or possession that's more precious than you yourself. The Rashim Bar heard this 
and he was very misragish um, from it, and he davened for them, and they were zaycha to have children. So there are very many hayroyes from this lesson, this story in the Medrash. Mm-hmm. Number one is that the husband offered any article in the house to his wife as an expression of Akaras HaTayv. He was potter from the Ksuba, and he wanted to give her nevertheless, he wanted to give her something of great value out of appreciation for her. That's number one. Number two, you see very clearly from the story that he had no resentment towards his wife for not having any children. He understood, and like in modern terms, whether it's medically him, medically her, whatever it is, it makes no difference. It was, it's not her fault, it's not his fault, it's Hashem's will. And that's a very crucial point. He didn't play the blame game on, on it. He just he realized it's from Hashem, and that's, and that's the way he expressed it. The husband or wife is not to be a scapegoat for anything to hang problems on. Rather, someone we're obligated to show chesed to. That's a lesson from this story where they didn't blame each other for anything. Very often when you blame a wife for something, it's because of a guilty conscience of the husband. He feels deficient or lacking. He feels a chesarin. He feels bad about himself about something. And instead of dealing with these feelings... And looking at it with courage and saying, what can I do to correct it? Or where are they? is it coming from? How can I better myself? Instead, he tries to push away these negative feelings and, and, and look for someone else to blame other than himself. It is human nature, but it's something that has to be fought. And very often when a wife takes her husband and makes him escape for something, or vice versa, whichever way it is, it, it, you know, it doesn't make a difference, it's usually because of a feeling of deficiency within them, and they look to blame the other. So the first step is to take an honest look at yourself, see what you can correct, and correct it. And only then, after you corrected everything you could possibly correct, then you could look at the problem, whatever the problem is, if it's still existing, and deal with it with a rachmanis, with compassion. And the Rajbi, another Yesoy that you could see from the story also, which is a really, really profound story, is that the Rajbi seriously considered not davening for the couple to have children because it is a tragic thing for children of parents to fight or it's a terrible harmful effect on them. So Rashbi made this feast first before davening for them to have children because he wanted to test them. He wanted to see if the bond between them was strong. He wanted to see if there was real love there. He did not want to bring children into the world from a union where love, the love was lacking. And once he saw that this couple loved each other very much, as demonstrated by this story, that he was mamish, that she was mamish moisa nefesh. I, this is my this is my most precious possession, and from that, Roshbi realized that their love between them was strong, and that is why he decided to daven for them. Hatzlacha and bracha, and we'll continue Metashem um, next year.